tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> Welcome, After Buzzers, to, sadly, the first episode of the final season of The League. Is it the final season? Yes. Really? They announced it? Yes. Oh, wow. That just ruined my mood, to be honest with you. I know. It's so sad. Episode one, the other draft. It was a great episode, though, to start it off, so... I'm your host, Christina Kaplan, and I'm joined by... My name is George Hermosa. You can follow me on Twitter at Hermosa. The road to 400 followers. 400? Yeah. I, I just made 500 a couple weeks ago. It was really oh, exciting. I know. And Twitter sends you a cool little email. And oh, I didn't get an email. Man, you don't get any, any emails, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I need to figure that out. Um, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Tina Cap. So, like I said, first episode of the final season... Really sad about it because this is one of my favorite shows. It's man, yeah, it's been one of my favorite shows since. I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't start season one. Maybe like mid season two, once I everybody started talking about it, uh, then bought the DVDs and been hooked ever since. So let me ask you then, before we get started on this episode, what has been your favorite episode so far? That's a good one. Uh, there's a lot. I, I like the first season. I'm not gonna lie, like. I even though, and this, this is just like every show, same thing happened with Entourage, where uh, it starts off as, you know, a fantasy football show, and I, being a fantasy football aficionado myself, that's why I watched it, that's why it got me hooked, but then obviously as time went on, it became more about them, less about fantasy football, which is fine, but yeah, some of the early episodes, because they're just more, you know, talking smack with one another, maybe like early on, I think there was one episode with... The, the first time that McJiblets got introduced? Yes. And then they all went to, like, some place in, like, uh, somewhere far than Antonio Gates was in the episode. That's one of my favorite episodes of all time. Yeah, Antonio Gates was the first NFL player to appear on mm-hmm. their show, and then he came back again. I'm not sure what season it was, one of the more recent ones. Um, but last night I was at the final season premiere Red Carpet for the league and you're the worst. So I got to interview all the guys and talk to them about, you know, their favorite episodes and stuff. And, and it was, it was great. All of these character, all of these actors, they are so just like their characters in the show. That's how they are in real life. They're hilarious. They're funny. They're crazy. What's your Um, favorite episode? My favorite episode, which I told Steven, Ranazisi, Ranazisi. Who plays Kevin. Yes, who plays Kevin. Yeah. I told him that last night. My favorite episode is the near-death flex experience with Greg Jennings. Mm. Remember that one? Yeah. yeah, it was, that, that to me is one of my favorites. I don't know. I just always, for some reason, Greg Jennings stuck in my head ever since that episode. <laughs> and so we were, I went, I work at NFL Network too, and one day Greg Jennings was supposed to be on the show that I was working on. 
And weirdly, we had a bomb threat, and so the whole like street got shut down, and he couldn't make it. And I was so bummed because I really wanted to talk to him Just about the league. The yeah, the episode with the league. Um, but anyways, let's get into this episode. We started off with a huge NFL star, Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch, on the beach with Taco. Probably the I think that was the funniest part of this episode. The whole Super Bowl joke. Oh man, that got me rolling. Obviously, if anybody's seen me before on previous shows, you know I'm a Pats fan since I actually wore my Tom Brady jersey yesterday. Um, <laughs> some of the viewers got mad, but it was a little relieving hearing Marshawn Lynch actually say words as opposed to "I'm just here so I don't get fined." So I kind of know that he's got a more extensive vocabulary than. I'm not here so I don't get fined. Yeah, or I'm here or so I don't get fined. I'm all about that action, boss. Yeah. Although I do like that. <laughs> that's funny. I do like that little thing where I guess Taco pays in Skittles, and obviously yeah. Marshawn Lynch loving Skittles. He's like, "Well, what do you mean? I just that's just the way I pay, whatever." <laughs> yeah. No, I thought that was hilarious and just very well done by all three of them, Taco, Kevin, and Marshawn, because they if you know they played it off as so casual mm-hmm. when it's like the exact scenario of the final play of the Super Bowl. Marshawn's like, "Come on, man, just just <laughs> hand it to me, just hand it to me. I'll take it. I'll run it in. I'll walk it in right there." And he's like, "No, no, no. I'll just throw it. I'll just throw it." And then Kevin falls in the barbecue and it's catches good to on know, fire. <laughs> it's good to know too that Marshawn Lynch being a good sport about it too. Because yeah. honestly, if it was me, don't ever talk to me about it ever again. Yeah, so. no, he totally could have been really. Not about, not about that action, boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it was great to see him being I, such I, a good sport. I do like at the end of because it was the intro before the you know the opening theme song. I do like Taco's last line where it says, "Oh, still think it was the right call." Yeah, that was perfect. That was perfect, and it was the right call because, quite frankly, it resulted in an interception and a pat Super Bowl. So yes, a tainted Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, don't even get me started. <laughs> Yeah, okay, well, yeah, we'll move on then. Don't worry. Because yeah, they got brought up again in the episode. <laughs> it did. That's what I was just going to yeah. move on to. So, because the Shiva is no more, all of the guys presented Andre with their individual trophies that they decided to make, which each one, obviously, knowing their relationship with Andre was equally as bad. Um, which one was your favorite? Whose was your favorite, I should say? Honestly, I like tacos. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so like, oh, well, here's just the trophy. Um, but, yes, going, continuing on from the Pats thing, I did not like Ruxin's trophy. Yeah. Because it implied that, you know, Pats were cheaters. And, obviously, the Supreme Court says differently. Yes, he said, you're wearing a hoodie like fellow tainted champion <laughs> Bill Belichick. And they had a couple footballs that were just slightly deflated, but whatever. Yeah. No, I think I liked Kevin's trophy the best, where it's a picture of Andre (laughs) kissing Andre. And sadly, Andre liked that picture, too. I know. Well, it's funny because the episode that... And I read this on an article yesterday when I was getting ready for the red carpet. The episode where Andre dressed up as a woman... And he posted, he actually took a selfie and posted it on his Instagram. And I think it was, I don't know if it was his girlfriend or friend, somebody in the Paul Shear's actual life mm-hmm. was like, oh, who is that girl? She's really hot. And he was like, <laughs> that was like the highlight for him really? because he could play a hot girl, apparently. I do which like I thought that. was funny. I do like before that, um, I think once it kind of got after that, just to kind of keep busy, I think they were watching soccer because they were like in a fantasy soccer league. Yes. Just to like, and I am, I'm only, a fan, I'm only into fantasy football. Are you in a fantasy football at all? Yes. Really? I'm in two leagues. I'm in two leagues as well. Yes. Uh, one of my league, my, one of my teams sucks, but. One of my leagues is an eight team league, so I have so just an good. insane team. <laughs> 
I got they're both twelve teams, and like I said, I'll, I'll show you the my my lineup, and they suck. Oh, but I hate having the second pick. But yeah, I mean, I would never get into another league because based on when I what I know about football is. I can't do more than one day a week. I, I, cause I spend already too much time preparing for that one day or Thursday, you know, Saturday or Sunday and Monday. I can't do baseball, can't do football or hockey or soccer in this case. And so kudos to them for trying to keep busy. Are you a late night tinker like Rexon? Uh, I'm more of a 9.59 a.m. tinker. Yeah. yeah. And actually, Nick Kroll said to me last night that that really is how he does does the fantasy football, too. Like, he'll go... He, but he, he said that he's more of a drunk tinker <laughs> rather than a late night tinker. If anything, I have been accused of getting some people drunk and hopefully making deals and trades with me, but... They know better to, yeah. drink, to drink around me anymore, so. Yeah, you can't pull a fast one on this. I tried. Yeah. try to trade rate people, but apparently they know too well. And all of the cast members are in a fantasy football league. And for the last two or three years, I can't remember, um, Kevin's character said that, or uh, the actor that plays Kevin said that they just auto-draft because they're all so busy, they don't have time to actually do a real draft. Mm -hmm. But it's only eight of them, so they all end up having pretty (laughs) decent teams anyways. And Jenny, um, the actress that plays Jenny, said that she won, I think, last year. I was like, yes, represent for the females. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Andre won, but then Taco won the Sacco. Mm -hmm. And so they're deciding his punishment. But in true Taco fashion, you can't really do anything to upset him like a normal person. A normal person would hate to have to use a porta potty for a month. But Taco just ingeniously finds a way to make it an acceptable porta potty by putting it in Kevin's house. Going back and I think this is the seventh season, uh and trying to I was trying to think back and I've never seen Taco in an embarrassing situation. No. He just whatever happens, it happens and he just kinda of plays into it. It's just his character and I I love it to be honest with you. He also I feel like he plays into it, but he also kind of is able to manipulate the situation where it ends up not even being embarrassing (laughs) to him at all. And then the other ones even end up being embarrassed for even thinking about that or putting him in that situation. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I love about his character. He's so funny. And How was he on the red carpet? I didn't get to interview him either. Uh, That was the other one. Him... Rafi and who else did I say I didn't? Oh, and Andre Paul Shear. I didn't get to interview those three, which I was really bummed about. But, um, but yeah, he, he, I think, I don't know. I can't decide. I can't ever really nail down who my favorite character is because it changes every episode because they're so funny. They're all, it's just such a quality cast. And I even asked a couple of them, you know, who is your favorite person to work with? And nobody could give an answer. I mean, they probably wouldn't even if they did have an answer. But still, it seems like all of those guys are so genuine to how they are in the show too because a lot of it is improv i was gonna say a lot of it just just seems so and i think part of it is so funny because they're just having fun yes and i think once that translates into you know television or watching it 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 makes it fun for the viewers because you know they're having a good time now we're having a good time watching it right and they said you know a lot of these scenes that they shoot they're very loosely scripted and so they're kind of allowed to just go with it and i think that's what makes it's so funny because you don't really find that it's rare that there's a, a, a part in the, any of the episodes where it's like kind of stale and mm-hmm. you're like, eh, <laughs> it's always usually pretty funny. Um, which I 
really appreciate and why I love the show so much. I do like a lot of things, too, where they kind of refer to past seasons as well. Yes. With the McGiblets or even, like, little tiny things that... Last season, I think uh, Andre and what's the, what's the sex addict's name? Russell. Yeah. Andre and Russell opened up a Menage Sunk restaurant, and they <laughs> kind of just mentioned it today that, well, that's out of business. So even little yeah. things like that kind of make you wonder, well, what happened to that restaurant? Well, it's out of business because, well, Russell went all cray-cray on. Yeah, so if you still, so if you are a true fan of the show, it's it's fun to hear those little tidbits thrown in there. And then another person that was on the show pre- previously and came back again tonight, Megan... Pete's ex-wife. Who we haven't seen in since season two. Obviously, yeah. season one, she was there, introduced as uh, Pete's wife, but then, got, then they got divorced, and then season two, she came back for that one episode of uh, Sophia and Ruxin's like, wedding anniversary, I think oh, it was. Yeah. And then she had a new older boyfriend. Um, but it's funny, he even referred to that. We haven't seen each other in like five years, which mm-hmm. was season two, season seven. So, I do like those references. So, yeah, we yeah. saw Megan. Always a delight but to now, see her. she's in a different situation. Well, I she's, do like that whole, like, like oh, I can't talk because i got to go put money in my meter. Yeah. So, and totally like, the, oh, no, Pete, no, no, that's nothing. But. What did they call it? I wrote it down here. Um, where is it? The the word that they used for, like, the getaway or the get right. out of the convo or whatever. Uh, yeah, the taco said that he uses, oh, no, I, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> Whereas the other guy said, you know, oh, I, I lost my keys. I got to go find them to get away from the combo. What um, have, you done? have you done that before? I have. I'm not going to lie. There's been times where, you know, a stranger is just very chatty and you really might actually have to go and mm-hmm. you're trying to be nice, but you don't want to be like like taco and say, I just don't want to talk to you anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, you know. Wow, I I really better get on the road before the traffic starts getting bad. <laughs> you know, see you later. But um, I I don't do it generally that often. Do you? Uh, I've been guilty of it as well. <laughs> I'm I'm very like like oh my phone's vibrating and even though nobody's calling. Oh, I got a phone call and then yeah. Then then it's bad whenever I go like this and then it starts ringing. I'm like, wait, <laughs> that's when it looks bad. But that's embarrassing. Think, that yeah. has actually happened to you before. Once. Wow. The other day. The other day. (laughs) Learn my lesson. That's funny. Yeah, I have not pulled that one, but I do. Try it out. Hopefully it doesn't turn out the same way it turned out for me. I think I'll pass. I think I'll pass on that one. Um, So back to the punishment for, uh, I mean, for uh, Taco. Taco. So he puts that porta potty in Kevin's house, and then, ironically, I guess... Chalupa Batman, learning to potty train, but will only potty train now on porta, the porta potty toilet. Don't forget that. Uh, just out of, and I love when this happens as well because we've seen it happen in previous episodes as well. Where just just out of nowhere something happens and we were just weren't expecting it. One moment when Rafi came out, yes, and it was like okay, I for, forgot about that guy, but it totally makes sense to the to the to the scene based on how we all know how Rafi is. I yeah, he making, and he's got a new toilet kitchen. But I guess he was making biscuits or yeah. something like Remember that. Remember his toilet kitchen? Yeah, <laughs> that was in a much more. I don't know. I feel like the porta potty is probably a cleanlier toilet kitchen <laughs> than his prior I, I would, one. I would hope so. <laughs> but yeah, I that's the best part about Rafi's character is I feel like he. D- always just pops up out of nowhere in the weirdest situations doing the weirdest stuff. I feel like it's easy to write for that character because you can literally think of anything and it makes sense. Yeah. You can pick something out of a hat. Scenario, uh, you know, with this, cool. That's Rafi. 
Well, the Rafi and Dirty Randy episode, where it was just the two of them, that whole episode was so crazy. I really hope that at some point Dirty Dirty Randy comes back. I love Seth Rogen in general, yes. but just him. And you can tell, even with him, he's just having fun out there. And That's an easy way to tell improv, where just, they just say the most randomest things. They just go back and forth. Those two work well together. Yeah. I'd like to see them in, in like a movie or something. They are, they are a good uh, complement to each other, and they're both equally weird in the way that they deliver their comedy, as, mm-hmm. at least for the show. Um, but they're also very different. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I love I loved that episode. I mean, it was definitely way different than a lot of the, well, than pretty much all of the other episodes of The League. And I think that's just because it centered around Rafi the pretty whole much. entire episode. So... We got a, a little peek inside his uh, I'm sure we'll crazy see him. life. I'm sure we'll see more random Rafi moments yes. in the next few episodes. Definitely. So, Jenny wins the chance to announce the third round pick at the draft. And she is so excited. Be like a dream come true. If that was your wife and she <laughs> won and wouldn't give it to you for your birthday, how would you feel? It's over. Ah, it really? is over. Oh, no. Depends. It depends on the team. Like if it's a Pats thing, and I know she's not a fan, then it would make me mad. But if I know that she's much of a fan as I am, then maybe, maybe I won't be mad. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. See, for me, I mean, I guess that would be cool to announce the name, but I don't know. I'd probably give it to my husband if it was his birthday. Yeah, like that's, true. that's. I don't know. Maybe I'm too nice. I mean, I'm hoping that at some point it does come to L.A. Because I know they were always in New York every week yeah. or every year. And I know they went to Chicago. Chicago. I think they're going to be in, a sh- in Chicago again this uh, year. I'm, my fingers crossed for Los Angeles. I don't think L.A. has a big enough... You don't think they're doing L.A. Live? No, that's not big enough. Like, Staples Center, you mean? Or Staples Center? I don't know if that's big enough. Or I mean, it was always at Radio City Music Hall in yeah. New York. But how much does that fit? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I'm sure it's it's equivalent to Nokia or Club Nokia or LA Live or whatever. No, Club Nokia is small. Staples Center. Oh, we'll see. Would be still, my guess, or maybe like the Coliseum crossed. or something. Plus, it would make sense too. Where like, is it? I'm, I assume NFL Network is based here. Yeah. Right? So, well, there's we have a location in New York and Culver City. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay, still keeping my finger. I mean, I watch it every single year. With, I literally get a group of friends, whether we go to like a restaurant or a bar, or this year we actually just hung out at, at, at my friend's house, and every single it's Thursday, you know, mm-hmm. just a random Thursday, just every year, and we all say the same thing. When is it going to be in Los Angeles? Yeah, I mean, maybe if we get a team, it'll happen, but Hopefully. speaking of getting your friends together, you should get your friends together for this coming Monday, September 14th. Remember that dance battle casting that we were telling you about a few months ago? It all started with Maria Menounos and Derek and Julianne Huff. And now the show is actually happening. Dance Battle America is airing on ABC on Monday, September 14th. So two years ago is when it started. And finally we get this show It's going to be so much fun. Eight families have been chosen to come to L.A. and battle. So it's sure to be entertaining. And like I said, get your friends together. ABC, Monday, September 14th, 10 p.m. I'm a phenomenal dancer. Are you? I am. I really, really am. You think you could compete in Dance Battle America? Uh, I think I can compete, but I just feel bad for everyone else (laughs) that can't compete. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a pretty good dancer. I actually, this is, it's not really dancing, but I took a pure bar class, which is supposed to be like similar to ballet. And, um, yeah, it was very interesting. The woman thought I did a really good job, which was nice, but I felt awkward <laughs> kicking my leg and, you know, holding a weight in the other arm. Is that dancing? Well, it's supposed to well, be. It's like ballet. It's apparently. supposed to be a combination of a workout and ballet, but no, I don't think I don't think <laughs> it's a something you moves would you would take out on the dance floor necessarily. Mm-hmm. But anyways, let's get back on track to the league, which we're supposed Duh. to be talking yeah. about here. Um, like I said, Jenny did not want to give up her pick to Kevin. So Pete, being the Nice, lovely friend that he is. The bromance that he and Kevin have. He gave Taco another punishment to go on stage in his Mick Giblets outfit and take the pick away from Jenny. I mean, do you think that was mean as a as a husband to sit there and watch and like kind of laugh and be happy about that? I think it was a little mean, <laughs> um, and especially going back to previous seasons, is a lot of times it looked like Jenny's a bigger fan than Kevin, anyways. Yeah. So now that I think about it, like, no, Jenny, I don't feel bad for Jenny not giving it to Kevin because if anything, even in the first season, Jenny ran Kevin's team. That's yeah. how much he knows about football and how much he loves football. So the right person got the pick, but yeah. So I think I do think it was kind of messed up that Kevin had to ruin that. Mostly Pete, but Kevin, I'm sure, was very happy with whatever just happened. Yes, he was. You could tell by the smile on his face until, I guess, she fell off stage. Then he looked a little concerned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do like the fact that, uh, well, actually, we, we should go back to, I guess, Pete finding out about yes. Andre. Yes, I was just going to bring that up because not only did we have Beast Mode on the episode, we had Honey Badger and Calais Campbell, both from the Arizona Cardinals. Um yeah, I thought that they, it's, it's funny because some of these football players, they try, they're not the best actors. <laughs> Calias did a pretty good job. Honey Badger was a little stiff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they're all in the VIP area and talking about getting, or Andre wants to get a, an autograph from both of them. Finds out that it's for his girlfriend. They think it's a joke. Pete grabs his phone to take a picture and bam, mm. sees Megan's text. How would you feel if one of your so-called best friends was dating your ex-wife? See, that's, that's tough because, oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. I, I, I don't, uh, that, that, that really is a tough one. I can't even think about that. I but feel like that's kind of an off-limits type situation. I, I agree it's an off-limits, but, like, you know, without getting too personal, like, for one thing, one of my exes already moved away. Not that I caused her to move away. I hope not. <laughs> God forbid. I hope not. But, I don't know. I guess it is a little bit weird. I think it'd be more weird. I wouldn't be upset about it because, obviously, we're, we're, we've broken up for a reason. So, yeah. if, you, if one of my friends wants to do it, that's fine. But I do agree with Pete in the fact that, I would be more upset at the fact that she called Andre for Fantasy Football League. Yes. You know? And it's not like, I don't think they ended on bad terms, so why not call, you know, your ex-husband, you know, for Fantasy... So, I think that was... He He even said it. He was more upset about that whole thing. Yeah, no, I agree. And and Andre, of course, had to throw in that little jab, well, I am the champ. (laughs) And then that's what really set Pete off, and everyone walked away because they knew it was about to go down, which I thought was pretty funny, but... What would you do, though? If one of your exes and then one of your best friends. I mean, I would be livid. Really? Yeah. That's messed up. Especially, 
if they were if you were married like mm-hmm. that's to another level yeah. um but yeah hopefully that doesn't happen man andre's like <laughs> he's got a lot of game though he he hooked up with shiva uh, he I, I he acts like he has a lot of i don't know i i don't know what it is with him he is charming though but i i, I think in some ways charming like, I don't know. I mean, no, just because it's like he tries so hard and he fails at like, especially the humor and and the dressing, Um, not salad dressing, but the way he dresses for all the people (laughs) that are listening. Um, But yeah, he tries, and then I don't know. It's it does kind of come off as a little charming at times, and maybe maybe that's why the girls love him. I don't know. And he is a very good cook, from what I can remember from past series or seasons, and that. You can't turn down a good cook as a girl. That's true. I mean, I do. A guy's a cook. <laughs> it just raises that level. That kind of that kind of says a lot about me. Whenever I bring cupcakes and cookies to this place, yes, except you don't cook them or bake them. Well, you I know that, but I'm saying that's, them. Yeah. So you're almost there. I'm almost there. <laughs> I'll give you a really easy cookie recipe that you can make. Even you could make. Any guy could make it, and then. Just gonna raise the bar on, okay, on yeah. yourself a we'll little see. bit more. We'll see by next week. <laughs> yes, yes. Andre says thinks he has game or thought, acts like he has game. Going back to real quick to the it was a Calias, uh what was the name? Calias Campbell. Calias Campbell and Tyron Matthew. Like I don't get me wrong, I, I do I do like any any football player cameo, but I think it's a lot better whenever they they have a purpose in the actual episode. Yes. Going back to season uh the last season of episode one. Where they had Jordan Cameron and Cameron Jordan, yes. I thought that was hilarious. You know, so I like the when they when they mix it in. Anytime JJ Watt's in the episode as well, JJ mm-hmm. Watt being the man, of course. So anytime he's on it, but and like I said, I, I'm not opposed to these cameos, but I do wish that they would kind of have a purpose more in the in the episodes. I agree. I agree. I thought uh, Beast Mode was funny yeah. in the first scene, but. Calias and Honey Badger were like, kind of just... It could have been any two. You know yeah, I mean? it was kind of random. Yeah. Well, it did. they did show the sign that said it was autograph signings with them. So I guess they kind of... But especially kind of it being a, in Chicago. Yeah, like, it was random. Arizona, you know what I mean? It was random. But, yeah, the Jordan Cameron, Cameron Jordan is another one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> and I asked Nick Kroll about that because when I was asking him... I think I asked him who his favorite... Oh, I asked him who his favorite NFL cameo was so mm. far. And I was like, was it Jordan Cameron, Cameron Jordan? He was like, ah, <laughs> that was actually really fun. And then he started talking about it, and he's and he started getting mixed up again. He's like, I don't know, what, whatever, whichever one. <laughs> I, I'm like getting all frustrated. It was so funny. Um, but that was, that was one of my favorite episodes, too, because it's so true. Their names, I mean, their names are... St- just flip flop, mm-hmm. so it's really hard sometimes to remember which one is which. Do you know which one is which? I know which one's which because there was one league, there was one week where he, Jordan and Cameron had an amazing game, and I happened to be playing against them. So I will never forget Jordan and Cameron's name. He's not a Cleveland Brown anymore, but yes. still, yeah. So yeah, I do know. Do you? Good. Of course I do. I okay, work at just, NFL just, Network. I, I have to know. You work there. Does mean you know? <laughs> but uh, apparently, you do know your stuff, so I respect that. I try, and I, I try. admire that. Yeah. So, we also had a, a cameo from a GM. Oh, Seattle, Seattle Seahawks GM. Yes. Because apparently after Pete was running after uh, Andre, obviously for, for everything that happened with Megan, they knock over, I guess, I don't know what they're called. But. Whoever the representative is that okay. goes to the draft and makes the picks, I guess. I don't know if there's a specific name for them or if they're just, they're just the guy. But, um, yeah, so John Schneider calls on the phone and Kevin and Ruxin have to happen to be standing there 
What did, what would you do if you were in that situation? I'd do the same. Wait, in whose situation? Kevin's, Kevin's. or the GM? I'd do the same thing. No, the GM, no. And, and especially now, because like not too long ago, I saw Draft Day for the first time. That was so, actually pretty good, huh? I, I didn't like Kevin Costner, but the movie oh, the movie was I good. Not, not a big fan of Kevin Costner in the movie. But I just like that whole environment, that whole, you know, just the whole behind the scenes and what goes on in kind of, you know, getting a pick. Yeah. So now that this episode kind of had a brief moment about that, I liked it. I liked that they kind of showed that aspect of it. Making a trade right before, of course, Kevin being Kevin, you know, like, well, I'm the I'm the commissioner of my league, so I'm more than qualified to be that. And it's like, well, typical Kevin answer, you know. So yeah. I, I I like that whole scene. Yeah, it was funny, and he was talking about the trade for uh, Tyler Lockett, who is looking like he's not Taylor be... Lautner. No, no, like no. like like I was saying, Nick Kroll. He did. I mean, it wasn't Nick Kroll, but like Ruxin said. Yeah, um, Tyler Lockett is going to be good. He is good. What am I saying? <laughs> he he ran back two kick or punts for touchdowns in preseason. Preseason means nothing. Yeah, but he's so fast. Tim Tebow also threw a couple touchdowns. And where is he at now? Tim Tebow. I don't even want to get started on Tim Tebow. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyways. So. You like Tim Tebow? No, I don't like Tim Tebow. Really? I don't. Really. I don't really like any player that has so much media hype and attention like Johnny that's not his Football. Fault, though. That's not his, that's not Tebow's fault though. Yeah. Back to the league. We'll talk about it. Do we, how long do we have? I wonder if Tebow will be a uh, he'd guest. be funny on the league. You know, because you know, as what, like a pastor or something. Just whatever, because you know that he, you know if he was on the league, it wouldn't be just a throwaway thing like it was with you know Matthew. Uh, or Campbell, yeah. But you know they would have he would have a purpose. So yeah, maybe a pastor or just something, anything in general. They got to get Tebow on the league. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that's true. I know that Randall Cobb is going to be on this season because um, I think it's Katie Asselton is her name mm-hmm. that plays Jenny. She said that that was her favorite um, appearance because she's like his eyes are just so beautiful. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, girl, I know he is gorgeous. And then Mark Duplass, who plays Pete, who in real life is his is their husband and wife. He was like, well, Randall Cobb's my least favorite because my wife likes him so much. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, everyone loved J.J. Watt, though. The consensus was he was their favorite um, appearance. I think just because he did such a good job. He's so personable, and he actually kind of acted, and it was funny, and his scene was cool and and entertaining. But um, if you had to choose... Rob Gronkowski. Okay. <laughs> Because you know that that guy would be like just party animal all the time. Are you going to go on his cruise there. ship? How much? Oh, I've heard about. It. That's legit. Yes, we just like actually did a whole segment about it yesterday. I want. It's. To. I think it's seven hundred and fifty dollars a ticket. That's nothing. That's not, that's how much. That's how much uh, this place pays me. Yeah. So I'm good. A show um, per show. No, it's not. <laughs> Seven hundred and fifty skittles per show. Yeah, hopefully. But yeah, what about you? Well, I don't know. It would. That's a hard choice because I don't know. I think actually, I take that back. I think the Bennett brothers, Michael and Martellus Bennett, would be hilarious on the show because they are so funny, but they're very unfiltered. So I don't know. Actually, I guess that would probably work for this show. For our show, they get in trouble all the time for things <laughs> that they say. But I think, yeah, I think that would be a good. Um, a good those would be they would be good guest appearances on I the like show. the show too because they they even though the season started as far as uh you know the league 
they're not done taping, so they're yeah. still filming episodes as we speak. So, you know, who knows? Maybe in a few episodes they're going to come up with something that maybe we didn't even think about. Yeah, so funny uh, story, I guess. They have the final episode written, but none of the cast has seen it. Really? So they have no idea what the season or series finale is going to be like. So everyone was kind of chatting about that last night, how they're really anxious to find out what the series finale is going to be. But they said there's so many great moments in this season that the audience can look forward to. Yeah, I agree. I do like the that we have maybe more Megan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know usually the first episode they usually draft, so maybe we're going to see them draft you know, the following week or, or, or next, week's, uh, next week's episode. But uh, yeah, more Megan. I'm sure there's going to be a fallout for the whole Andre Megan thing. Uh, maybe they're going to try to... And I, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious too as, as point as as far as, are they going to find something embarrassing that Taco will, can do? I know. I wonder. It's like a challenge. Is, so. that, is it possible? I don't know. <laughs> Based on today's episode, probably not. So I do think, I hope they follow up with that. And I know a lot of uh, past episodes, they just kind of dropped that specific storyline forever. So I'm hoping that they kind of follow through with this season. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, another actress that's going to be on the show, which I'm not sure what to what capacity, if she's going to be someone's girlfriend or what, is um, Ariel Kebel. Who oh, I know who that is. She's on the ball. She's on Ballers right now. Plays- uh-huh. She was on John Tucker Must Die. Yes, she was. That's what you know her from. Yeah, that's where I know her from. <laughs> that's my style. great. Well, yes, she was there last night, too. And so her character, Libby, I'm not sure when she'll be introduced. Or like I said, I don't know to what capacity. But that'll be another fun addition to the cast because she's great and she's so beautiful. So I think um, I'm excited to see how she fits in and who she'll be with. I have a feeling. Pete. Yeah, I was going to say, I have a feeling it'll be Pete's girlfriend. Pete always has random girlfriends. He does, and they're always usually really hot. Mm-hmm. I did ask uh, Nick Kroll last night what what it was like working with Nadine Velasquez, who plays Sophia, his wife, because I think she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you know, it was kind of cool to ha- be able to pretend like she actually would sleep with me, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. But she wasn't there. But everyone else, for the most part, was there to represent and it was 90 degrees out, and everyone was, like, stripping sweat. But it was fun, and everyone was excited for the last season, but sad, too. Yeah. I didn't I'm even sad. know it was the last season until you told me, so I know. I'm upset. I know. Thanks, well, for, thanks for ruining my day. Well, I'm sorry. And I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry. It's okay. If <laughs> so, anything, you can, you, can, you can support my road to 400 followers by just following me on Twitter. Yeah, I'll do that. Remind remind everyone watching and listening where they can find you and follow you. Well, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at ghermoza, G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A. I'm sure you've been seeing the Twitter handle on all this whole time on the uh, YouTube, but you know, for all you iTunes listener, G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A, Twitter and Instagram, road Hashtag road to 400 followers. And you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Tina Cap. I'm past 400, so don't worry. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Jealous. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.